In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with my co-host, Jack. Jack, we're on Zoom. How are you? I'm good. Looking forward to it. It's game day today, so buzzing. Excellent. We have got another fellow UK podcaster, NFL, on Zoom. Ben Wright, Saints fan. How are you, Ben? I'm very well for yourself. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Ben, huge game. Coming up on Sunday, what's the first word that comes to mind for you? Terrified. <laughs> Absolutely terrified. It's Cleveland, I know, but I'm terrified. Ben, we haven't really won a game for about two years, and you're terrified. You're Super Bowl contenders. We, that we were going into the season, but I don't know if you saw much of the week one game against Tampa Bay. That is what kind of terrified me. Yeah. Well, look, I'm going to ask you a few questions first and then we'll go yeah. on to a bit more details. So, Ben, tell us, whereabouts are you from in the UK? Uh, so, I'm in from Horsham in West Sussex, uh, not too far outside London. So, it's, it's nice and easy to get to the London NFL games when they come over. So, like near Gatwick, yeah? Yeah, near Gatwick Airport. And uh, why are you a Saints fan? Um, I was brought up in a Seattle Seahawks house and uh, I didn't really have a team at all. And then the Saints played the Chargers at Wembley. And I was at school at the time and I was studying Hurricane Katrina. And it just has to be a okay. Saints are coming. And you saw how the dome was used as a refugee point and that how the team had to move out and stuff. It just kind of gripped me how strong the city was with the team. Especially when the fans came over to London, we sat around some Saints fans and just the kindest people. I didn't really know much about American football. So they were sitting there talking me through the game as it was going on. So just the kindness of the people and the story and, Everyone likes an underdog, as you probably know, being a Browns fan. <laughs> um, luckily, it's turned out quite well for me since I've been a Saints fan. So, it's all good. Great. Have you been over to the uh, Saints at all? Yeah, I was there last season. I uh, went to go and see the Saints-Washington Redskins game. I don't know if you remember it, where I think we came back from 15 points down with three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Oh, excellent. And won it, won it in overtime. So Wow. What a game yeah, to that, watch, eh? That was, that was quite incredible. So, it was pretty much Drew Brees and Kurt's cousins going... For it, and it's just one of the masterclass Drew Brees performance. That's just the reason he's going to the Hall of Fame. Got to see it firsthand. What was superb. Okay, great. And uh, UK podcast, are you a soccer fan? Yes, um, yes. Uh, for my sins, I am an Arsenal fan. Uh, they are owned by uh, Stan Kroenke, who owns the Rams as well. So, a bit of uh, <laughs> a bit of knowledge there for you guys. Jax has got two thumbs up, he's not happy. Down, <laughs> down, <laughs> down, sorry, down. Thumbs up for that. <laughs> it's not it's not great so far but we're going, we're going to a new era we'll see we'll see how it goes good good and um what body part are you willing to give up for the saints to win the super bowl oh um what body part i'd i'd give up i'll give my heart for this oh team. I'd give my that's what i like about uk team. guests jack they're <laughs> this, more committed it's because it's the breeze era is coming to an end 
I think we've wasted a Hall of Fame quarterback nearly. We've got one Super Bowl, and I'm being a bit greedy there. But now with the team, the draft class from last year, how they can try and step up with Kamara. Thomas is young and hungry as well. I think this is good. Just this is this or next year is the year to do it with Breeze. Otherwise, we won't do it again with Breeze. And I think that'd be such a waste on such a great quarterback. Well, Ben, I wish we had so much so much commitment with our Browns fans <laughs> in America. A heart, Jack. Do you think we're ever going to beat a heart this season? I don't think so. Unless someone's offering their head, I don't know how they uh, won up that. To be fair. <laughs> Penis? Oh, it's a family <laughs> show. Uh, I was thinking about that and I realised it was a family show. But <laughs> yeah. I think the heart was broken in Minnesota last year with that one play. And it's just been a long off-season with that play just keep getting replayed on Sky. It gets played everywhere, that play now. It just drives me nuts. So the heart will have to go. Man, I, I love your passion, Ben. Thank you. And uh, what's your view on the uh, Saints draft this year? Well, it was... Go, we had such high expectations. Jeff Ireland, since he's come in being a scout for us, has been ex- exceptional, really. The draft we had last year, I don't think you ever beat that. The only kind of draft we've had like that before was the 06 draft, where we drafted Colston, Streif, um, those kind of players that went on to make the 09 team. But this team, with the draft last year, with Kamara, um, Ramchek. Um, I'm trying to think who else we've got Lattimore obviously so we've got the two rookie offensive year player of the, rookie offensive player of the year for defence and offence in the same draft class I think it hasn't been done since the 70s or 60s with the Lions but this year there's all that expectation because of what we did last year I think when we traded up with the Packers to go and get Marcus Davenport our first round draft pick Everyone thought there was Lamar Jackson coming off the board, and I'm kind of glad it wasn't because I wasn't really a fan watching Jackson in college and seeing his tape coming out. I think we should try and invest in now and win now. But what we gave up for uh, Davenport could come back to bite us in the arse. Uh, you know, we sent away a fifth next year's first and a fifth rounder as well. I think we get a sixth round, a sixth rounder back in it as well. But that's a pass rusher. Yeah, we were lacking a little bit on that on the other side of Cam Jordan, but he's very raw. People say he might not have much of an impact this season, so potentially, I'm not sure how that's going to go. Fingers crossed it goes well for us. We didn't have a second round draft pick this year because we traded it away last year to move up and get Kamara. Success already. Um, you know, everyone was saying, why are the Saints giving up a draft pick to go and get another running back when they've just signed Adrian Peterson and have got Mark Ringham on the books? Everyone thought that was nuts. Saints fans were going mental online, but that happened. And trust in the front office, and look what Kamara turned out to be. And he's this season as well against Tampa Bay. He just hit the ground running again. So he looks like he's going to be a bona fide starter for us. Um, third round, we picked up a wide receiver, Traquan Smith, out of uh, Miami. or was a Florida State. I can't remember which. It's Florida College we picked him out of. And um, yeah, he's... Yeah, Central Florida. Central Florida, that's the one. He's... He's going to be very interesting because he works. It's a Peyton offense. And you guys know, you remember Willie Sneed, you didn't even make your, your practice squad. Well, he was in your practice squad. And then, he, then we got him off your practice squad. And we made him into a superb slot receiver. Peyton and Breeze can make any half-decent wide receiver look quality, as he's done with Ted Ginn over the years, Marcus Colston. And Michael Thomas is just an absolute superstar now. So I'm, 
fans are very excited about Smith. I'd say that's who I'm most excited about this draft. He had a good preseason and fingers crossed, even though he didn't get any receptions last week in what was a very weird game for us. I think later on in the season, you'll see him come out and I reckon he potentially, this is a big bold prediction of mine, he could lead the wide receivers, rookies in touchdowns this year. We like hot takes on this uh, podcast. That's, but go to the bad part of our draft. Uh, two of our players actually got cut. Our fifth round pick, uh, the Terrell Jameson, he got cut and he's been signed by the um, Houston Texans. And uh, Kareem Moore, uh, our, other, our sixth round pick, he got cut as well. Um, so a lot of fans weren't too happy that we've race, wasted a fifth and sixth round draft pick because that's where we've kind of picked up some stars there in the past. Uh, Boston Scott, another running back we got in the sixth round, he got cut for being signed to the practice squad. And considering the issues we're having at running back with the Mark Ingram suspension, we're not... I'm slightly disappointed he's not on the, on the, on the squad, on the 53-man roster. I liked what I saw of him out of preseason. He reminds me of Darren Sproles. And everyone knows what Saints did with Darren Sproles, but is that too much like Kamara? And they want a replacement for Ingram for the four games? It's not, I'm not too sure. But Gellacy, I don't think it's going to be the answer after his fumble last week. No, I think the um, Davenport move was just shocking. You could have stayed there and had Harold Landry, who I think is a better pass rusher. Um, he's not as good against the run, but in terms of a pure pass rusher, he was the best one in the draft, even better than Chubb. Um, and he just felt, there's the slight injury concerns, but if you're looking to sort of give Breeze everything for a Super Bowl run, uh, if you'd have added him, and then sort yeah. of... I do see that because it's, it is annoying because they're saying this, you know, we're, we're in it, this is why we're doing the move, we're in, it for, we're in it to win it now, but they come back and say, oh, this guy's a developmental player, it could take him a year or two, and you're kind of like, well, hang on, you're giving us mixed messages here, guys. Uh, lucky we've re-signed Alex Okafor. Uh, he's going to be on the other side of the line. And Trey Hendrickson showed some, some flashes. Um, unfortunately, British uh, Alex Jenkins is on the practice squad. He didn't make the 53-man, so he's got another year on the, on the international exempt player. He didn't really show too much in the preseason games. I don't think he got much snapped. I think Peyton's mind was made up on him already that he would go back on the practice squad this year. But we heard good things from him about in training. So potentially, we could see him next year. I hope he got he got a snap uh, a sack against the Browns last preseason. He did. Do you remember yes. that, Jack? No, I, unlike you, I don't get that excited about the preseason. <laughs> oh. Who did yeah, he? Who did he sack? Was it the Sean Kaiser? It was Kaiser. Yeah, it was. And now could be starting for the uh, Green Bay Packers <laughs> against the Vikings. That's going to be a bloodbath if that happens. But do, do you think um, he is good enough actually to make the uh, 53-man roster? I'm not sure. I don't think I've seen enough of him game footage yet. He's beat, he has done drills with the, with the, with the starters. Um, some of the beat writers in New Orleans do say that he's got potential, he's got talent. Um, I think it's, it's a blessing that he's got this second-year exemptment and we'll, 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 see, we'll see what other news comes out over him. But I'm not too sure yet. I think now that we that we drafted Davenport and Hendrickson in his second year as well, it's looking a bit crowded in that room a little bit. All right, and uh, where do you see the uh, Saints' biggest uh, strengths? Oh, the offense: Drew Brees, Kamara, Thomas. For me, I'm. I said this on our podcast. Uh, I put that trio as the best trio in the league on offense, better than Bell, Roethlisberger, and uh, Brown. 
better than Julio, Matt Ryan and Freeman. I generally think those three are three absolute stars in their position. And the dual threat of Kamara as well is just something that you just can't plan for. Mm. Yeah, I saw um, before we did Jack, the podcast, I uh, went through and I just watched the uh, game in 40 on Game Pass. But then also I reached out to my boy, Tampa fan, who's obviously still partying a week later at Maverick yeah. Murph. He was going to be on later on in the season when we do the Tampa game. But uh, he sent me just some stuff on the breakdown and just said Breeze was elite. And watching that game, he was phenomenal. And I loved our, def- our past defence in the last game was amazing. How it will hold up against Drew Breeze is a whole other story because the guy is another level. Um, yeah. That's the thing. He's, he's unreal for his age. People talk about Tom Brady. and you know, Breeze is only a year younger than him. We shouldn't have to make him throw you know, 400 yards a game. We weren't doing that last season and we saw the best out of him last season as well. But there's talk of him potentially, if we do win it this year, he'll retire. But he's still got a lot of miles left in the tank. and He could definitely go on and break a few more records. He's obviously going to beat the uh, Peyton Manning's passing yards record this season. He should be through that in the Redskins game, people were predicting. Uh, that's about week five, week six. And then he's not far off the um, all-time touchdowns as well. So for me, if he gets another ring, beats the passing yards, what he will, and beats a touchdown, I think you, you've got to mention him top three all-time. So he's two titles, passing yards and touchdowns. Yeah, yeah unlike, un- unlike Jack, I watched the uh, eight-minute highlights. Jack, <laughs> preparation, and I must admit, yeah, Breeze and Kamara looked awesome. Yeah, terrifying. It is, it is terrifying how good they could be. And Mike Thomas as well. His Twitter handles can't guard Mike, and it, it's that for a reason. You know, he came out of Ohio State University, so a lot of your a lot of your Browns fans will will know of him. Um, obviously, he got overshadowed in college by Zeke Elliott, and we picked him up in the second round. Was absolutely still looking at some of the wide receivers that went in the first round that year. I think the big shock for me watching the game, there was two things I pulled out that um, really surprised you weren't able to achieve on uh, in the offence. It was the lack of any real run game. Just pulled up the stats before I did this. They, they're insane. Uh, even Watching it, it didn't look like you ran it that much. But when you look at the runs, 13 attempts for 43 yards. I know there was two touchdowns, but that was because you passed it and then you just ran it over the line, which is fair enough. But yeah. It was incredible how little there was. That's, I think, I think because the way we were, you know, I think we were 31-24 behind at half time. we had to kind of abandon the run game. The run game is there. You know, Kamara can just make people miss. He was so elusive. Ingram is obviously doing his suspension at the moment. You know, that one-two punch last year, that, I think that broke records last year for her being the best um, duo in NFL history uh, in the backfield, getting receiving and uh, rushing yards. So, when Ingram gets back, hopefully that we'll see more of that come. And hopefully we'll see more of that because we won't be behind in every game or in a shootout like we were. But that's down to the defence. They need to turn it on. Yeah, and I think the two things on the uh, passing game, uh, on your defence, that shocked me was how much space was open deep and the amount of runs Tampa Bay got through. My concern, though, as a Browns fan, is the space is there but Ty, Tyrod's not the quarterback that's going to be throwing 40-yard bombs over the top for 
any of our receivers get to. Landry probably might not be able to get there. Gordon, uh, Gordon's got the speed to get there. And the other thing was the lack of any real pass rush. I know it's something you wanted to address as a team, yeah. but it was Fitz magic. He was magic yeah. because he had all day. He could have yeah. opened, he could have started yeah. pulling rabbits out of his hat and then yeah. throwing it later. It was uh, it was unbelievable the time he had in the pocket. Yeah, I'm getting a horrible flashback to it. Yeah, it, it, it was just, it was it was disgusting defense performance considering how much they improved. Uh, it kind of sent us back memories of when Rob Ryan was our defensive coordinator. It was it was it was hideous. Um, the problem is we were I think 30th in the year last year with quarterback scrambling. This is where I'm a bit scared of Tyrod Taylor because he likes to run around a little bit, and Fitz just had a field day of running around getting open and us not getting the pressure on him. Uh, we've got Demario Davis from the Jets in free agency and he had a career year at middle linebacker last year. But for some reason, we played him at weak side linebacker. What He just got targeted all game on. I mean, every Saints fan saying he needs to be played in the correct position. Our linebacker group is the weakest by far. We had unfortunately had a bust in the first round draft pick that we traded away in Stefan Anthony a couple of years ago. And we just really suffered from there since. We haven't got a bona fide linebacking group. AJ Klein, we signed from the from the Panthers, serviceable, but he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. Manti Teo as well, um, if he's not looking for his girlfriend, um, he's <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's not half bad. I quite like Teo, but he's just one 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 of these other journeymen, really. So like Craig Robertson as well from the Bears. It just it doesn't look good on the linebacking front. Our secondary, I think Marshall Lattimore, he had a horrendous game. But once again, Ohio State University fans will know of Marshall Lattimore. Um, and Marcus Williams, the safety who gave up the a miracle Minnesota play. Those two are, are going to be stars and will command that backfield. But I think it was just a bit of young inexperience where they thought they could just walk out and beat this Buck team. And I think it was good they got a slap in the face, as Lattimore said in his uh, press conference afterwards. You know, the slap in the face will hopefully wake them up. And I'm fingers crossed it will. Mm. So are you uh, still scared about the Browns? Yeah, I am. I'm terrified. I, I, I think because our, our record we have against the Browns as well. Um, I think it was 6-14, and 14, I think, since the league expansion against the Browns. Well, the last time we, we lost against you in Cleveland and then in 2010, just after we won the Super Bowl, you beat us in the Dome when you had Scott Vegeta playing for you, who came from us, one of the part of our Super Bowl team. Everyone loves Scott Vegeta in New Orleans. And then, this is a fun fact though, in 2006 we did beat you and it was Drew Brees' first ever touchdown in a, in a uh, Saints uniform was against Cleveland to Marcus Colston. It, just, it always feels weird when someone comes on our podcast and talks about Browns wins. At, at <laughs> uh, well, you've got a really good record against us. It, it's, it's, it's terrifying. It just shows me I probably haven't played you in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, was it 2013, 14? Yeah, 14, I think it was. So it was a while ago. I still remember that. I felt just, <laughs> it was horrible. That was so, ben, what you, uh, so ben, what are you most scared about uh, the Browns? What do you know about the Browns? And We can't stop the running game. Um, that seems to be a big issue. Uh, I think Carlos Hyde is a, a good serviceable back and he'll be able to cause us damage. I'm terrified that we can't get to the, get to the quarterback and that he, 
that Tyrod Taylor is going to move around that pocket all day. And that's just, you know, you see what um, Fitzpatrick did against us when you actually got a mobile quarterback back there like Taylor, who I actually rate Taylor. I think he's a good bridge quarterback and Cleveland done very well in getting him knowing that they're going to go for a quarterback in the draft. So actually I've, I've hats off to John Dorsey for that. Yeah. Um, we don't like the word bridge callback, do we, Jack? But I'd rather move on from him. Uh, <laughs> we would have a better chance of beating you if Baker was out there. I no, there, was a, there was a lot of talk of Baker coming to the Saints uh, during the draft, uh, build up to the draft. A lot of Saints fans liked him. Uh, Sean Payton raved about him as well. So, well, there, there, there was all these people thinking the best quarterback in the draft is going to drop to like the twenties, and I was sitting there thinking. I'm going to be annoyed if we pass him at one, but he ain't going to be there past five. Did, did you want Mayfield at one, did you? Oh, 100%. It's the best quarterback in the draft. The accuracy level's through the roof. Um, and there was, all, there was talk after the draft that Giants would have taken him. It was the only player they were willing to take over Barkley. So, um, he, he's the real deal. Um, I would have, my number one pick was Arnold. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I thought you could have gone Barkley and then one of those quarterbacks would have been there. Is it fourth or fifth round? Fourth or fifth pick you had as well? Yeah. Me, me and Jack both agree on this. We, don't, we didn't want to take Barkley. Okay. I, I was happy to reach for Barkley on higher than where I'd normally take a running back. And I was happy if he was there in the second half of the third round, I'd have taken him. But... That you can get good. You can get good value at running backs lower down the draft now as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you, look at the big, you look at the big ones now, like Leonard Fournette, Zeke Elliott. Yeah, that they're they're good, but look at, like I said, Kamara. We got in the third round. Um, and what's your predictions for the uh, score on uh, Sunday? Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is it. I am so terrified. I wrote some predictions actually on our on our website. Um, I can't remember what I put the score down as. Um, give me a second, I'll grab it for you. I had the Saints just winning. Um, I'm not very good at predictions on my podcast. I'm bottom of our picking league every week. <laughs> so um, I had the Saints to win 38-24. Ooh. Jack, yeah. what are you going with? I'm going with a 27-17 loss. I'm going with a 21 win 20. <laughs> Tight game. It's, we normally start quite slow. Um, and sometimes we, we can take off during the sec, uh, second half. But I, I, the thing I'm excited for actually is this defense had such a good attitude about them last year. If, if they, they're, saying in, they're saying this week that they're going to respond, it's a slap in the face. They're so hungry for this now. They know not to be complacent. So, And the fact that Sean Payton's a bit, I was going to use a swear word there, it's a family podcast, a bit annoyed with Greg Williams still over <laughs> Bounty Gate. Um, last time we played the Rams, uh, when he was defensive coordinator, Payton really shut it down his throat. You know, he was doing free flickers and everything. It was, it was torture for Greg Williams. And I think everyone's expecting the same again. Yeah, my concern is, and why I don't think we'll rack up as many points as we did the other day, is I just drew Breeze is less likely to turn that ball over. And the reason why we got the second touchdown is because our defence took it to the one-yard line and the offence could just roll for a yard. Um, 
if it's coming to starting drives at the 25-yard line and it's running the length of the field, it just isn't going to work. Mm. Breeze, Breeze is like to pick on rookie court, uh, cornerbacks as well. Um, they are his kind of prey. He did quite a lot against the um, rookie from Tampa last week. So, But I think Randall, Randall is it Randall, isn't it? You're... Yep. Yeah, Randall. I thought, right, yeah. Um, he, he, he seems like a very good court corner. He looks a bit like Lattimore, I thought, when I watched the highlights. He you know, got a good pick. He got a pick, didn't he? If I remember right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I watched him. Yeah. So he's off to a good start, but I can see Thomas going on Randall and uh, trying to cause a bit of havoc because he's just so elusive, Michael Thomas. All right, great. So just finishing up, Ben. What's your prediction for the Brown season? How many wins do you think uh, we'll get? Um, six. But I think ben. you will you will have a better record than the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh, that's a hot take. Oh, I, I, I did the prediction last season, uh, half through the season, that Seattle era is over. They're on their way down. And uh, it looks like they are at the moment. So, but yeah, I reckon you'll, that's one team you will have a better record and you would have taken that at the start of the season, a better record than Seattle. <laughs> and Hugh, Jackson, Hugh Jackson keeps his job, just to, just to annoy you, Jack. Oh, that's just oh. outrageous. How could you come on this? It's a family-friendly <laughs> show. You can't be throwing the H word out. Ben's done his research. <laughs> yeah. keep, keep Paul happy. <laughs> Upset Jack. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy in Hard Knocks. You can't, you can't sack him. Yeah, he's a nice guy. But nice guys finish last, and uh, yeah. he definitely finishes last. Yeah, I look at Peyton and think, if you weren't my coach, I would hate you. <laughs> so, All yeah, right, great. And Ben, we always, we always ask this um, question to everyone. Have you got a crazy hot take on what's going to happen in the Brown season this year? Um, Josh Gordon will go over 1,000 yards receiving. That's easy anyway, Ben. You reckon? I have gotten Juco on my fantasy team, so he could be the best tight. He could, he could be a Pro Bowl tight end this year. I'll have that. I'll have both of them. We'll take them yeah. both. You'll do both. Gordon over 1,000 yards and, uh, and Juco getting into the Pro Bowl. Also, uh, Jarvis Landry is coming back to his hometown this weekend as well. So he was born and raised ah, in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Louisiana LSU. boy. Yeah, he was at LSU yeah. University. Um, a lot of the fans actually wanted us to go and get him in the free agency. Well, to trade for him. Uh, um, no, he's gone to you guys, so look after him. What, what do you want? I'll trade him now. You don't he want him? You. Oh, mate, yeah, you can have him. Really? Yeah, 100%. What, what, what don't you like Jack. about Landry? He's Jack, strong, I've got a quick... unathletic. Um, he's got the worst stats by miles of any top paid eight wide receivers in the NFL. Um, the numbers just go on. Whenever he's led his team in receptions, they've generally lost compared to when he doesn't, they win. Um, his metrics are just horrendous good slot receiver I wouldn't have him on the outside so I'll give you Ted Ginn and, and Landry will come and play our slot but he's, getting, he's not getting paid slot money yeah exactly if we're paying him 4 million in terms of slot I'd have him I'm not paying him 15.5 million to uh, be a slot receiver yeah now you say it like so that 15.5 million is a bit steep but yeah I've got a bit of love for Landry as he's an LSU guy alright we've got 3 minutes left Let's, one quick question, Jack. What's your views on the Breeze saying that um, he thinks Mayfield's better than himself? He, not only does he drop bombs for 70 yards with his arm, he just drops truth bombs because he knows it's right and he is going to be better because he's that good. So it's time to get on the Baker train. Let's shake and bake. 
We're going to win a Super Bowl with him in his first five years. Time is now. Or is he going to be, playing, the CF- is he going to be playing in the CFL in a couple of years' time? Breeze believes. Breeze believes. <laughs> Breeze believes, yeah. But he also believes in Garrett Gayton, who was our third string, who got a quarterback in the third round the other year, and he's now no longer in the league. So, mm. All right, Ben. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your podcast and where we can find your information. So, yeah, we've got the uh, UK Saints podcast. It's a weekly podcast done by uh, UK Saints fans. Uh, we've got uh, one based in Manchester, me based down south, and a Welshman, unfortunately. Um, try and be diverse. Um, we then got the uh, UK Saints website, so www.saintsukhub.co.uk, where we have, it's pretty much quite a lot of Saints based, but we do have uh, weekly pickums and uh, around the NFL articles. So uh, the Browns have featured that a little bit as well with hard knocks. So, um, yeah, you guys want to go and head over and check it out. It's a pretty new website, so um, yeah, we're still growing. So give it a year time and uh, we'll see where we are. How many uh, Saints fans in the UK do you think you've got? Well, uh, the Big Easy Mafia UK has got over 2,000 followers. Wow. Um, I think they do this grid on NFL UK with the UK fan groups, and I think we're in the top 10 now. So we're building. I think that's taken down to the breed success. All right, guys. Do you want to say a big thank you to all of your time this evening? And uh, let's see how the predictions go. Cheers, guys. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot, Ben. Thanks a lot, Jack. Change is coming. There's change coming. There's change.